coming up. Don't make this sinful world your home. This is not as good as it gets. And you do live more than once. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelations very clearly there is a second death. There's a second death. Amen. Okay, and that means there's a second life. All right. So we need to be mindful of that life that's ahead of us. That eternal life. When, we, when God brings us into that mansion. That's the real living. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Jesus never said following him would be easy. In fact, many of his teachings reveal the difficulties and struggles of this life and the effort it takes to truly live out our salvation. Join us for the series, Making Every Effort, where Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn challenge us to examine our walk with Jesus Christ and how well we are striving to be like Him. Here's the first message in the series, It's a Narrow Door, Part 4. And God trying to talk to him and yeah. he's, you know, reversing the, the, the DVR. No, 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 no. That ain't what Abraham did. Abraham made every effort. He just started packing up stuff and started out, started traveling, had no clue where he was going. God's word tell us just to apologize for something we did and we have a problem with that. Oh yeah. And, and, and look with Abraham, he did all of that stuff, you know, to yeah. obey God. Yeah. yeah. Man. He just packed everybody up and said, let's go y'all, pack it up, where we going? You know, his wife might say, where are we going? Just, just, we're going. <laughs> okay. God said it. God said going. it. We're going. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and he packed it up. And then look what verse nine says. Abraham lived in the, in the country that God promised to give him. Mm -hmm. He lived there like a visitor who did not belong. He did this because he had faith. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Abraham went to go live in a place that he didn't belong, a place that didn't treat him like he belonged there. Yeah. Okay. And he lived there with a mindset that he was a visitor. Mm -hmm. the, there's another text passage that says he lived in a tent. <laughs> he lived in this place that he didn't belong in a temporary home. And he, he and he, he he did that by faith. Mm -hmm. See, many of us are already making, have acclimated to this sinful world and made it home already. We treat this world right here as like it's home. Like this is as like good as it gets. This, this is as yeah. good as it gets. Yeah. YOLO, you only live once. Yeah. This is as good as it yeah. gets. Yeah. Right? And so we live here mm -hmm. in this sinful world like it's home. Not Abraham. Where God sent him, he went there. He lived there like he was a visitor. I'm not. I'm not. We're gonna stay in this tent. We're not building no big yeah, building. This no, is not our no, home. no big house. Yeah, or this, nothing like that. Yeah. You know, this ain't home, y'all. Yeah. If, if yeah. you if you curious about what home is, go read John chapter 14, where Jesus says, "In my Father's house there are many mansions." 
And see that that's the home you should be looking to. Yeah. That that's the home you should be ready to reside in. Right. That right. one that Jesus says, I'm going to prepare for you. Right. Not the one you build here with all your little bitcoins and, and your whatever you use to make your coins. make your money. You know, all that little stuff. Forget about that. Forget about that. Get the house, make the house home that Christ says, I'm going to prepare for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Make that home. Abraham lived like a visitor. Amen. And I'm, I, I want to encourage you, don't make this simple world your home. This is not as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And you do live more than once. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelations very clearly there is a second death. There's a second death. Amen. Okay. And that means there's a second life. Mm-hmm. All right. So we need to be mindful of that life that's ahead of us. That eternal life when we when God brings us into that mansion. Yeah. That's the real living. Amen. Abraham didn't make this place home. And look at what it says here in Hebrews eleven seventeen. More about Abraham. It says, By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Isaac is his son. His, his really only son, his only promised son. He, he who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Now, just a little background. Isaac, um, Isaac was the son he prayed for. Uh, Isaac, uh, Abraham's wife, uh, Sarah, was, was barren. She couldn't have children. And Isaac was born when Abraham was 100 years old. Yeah. Because God had promised that he would do it. But it came late. And Abraham, when God told him to sacrifice him, Abraham did it. He offered him to he offer him, him. He offered him as a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He offered him as a sacrifice. And God was testing him. That's the effort he made. The one, the kid that he he had no children until he was a hundred years old. God opened up his wife's womb. Here comes Isaac, and then God says, Go sacrifice him. And Abraham didn't flinch. Hmm. He did what God said. He was obedient. That's a narrow door. That's a narrow door. (laughs) Exactly, dear. That's a narrow door. That's the effort we're talking about that Abraham made by his faith. By his faith. He did that by faith. That his faith turned into action. And that the action was to sacrifice his only son. And so we're going to see that um, God is who he is um, because we're going to look at our second person, our second example of of somebody who made effort. Number two, write this down. Isaac's effort. This is the same. This is his son, Isaac's effort. Mm -hmm. It says here in Genesis 22, 6 through 10, Abraham took the wood for the sacrifice and put it on his son's shoulder. Abraham took the special knife and fire. Then both he and his son went together to the place for worship. They go on to sacrifice Isaac. (laughs) Isaac said to his father, Abraham, father, Abraham answered. Yes, son. Isaac said, I see the wood and the fire, but where's the lamb we will burn as a sacrifice? Yeah. Now I'm going to pause for a second here so that we can understand that 
Isaac was old enough to understand <laughs> that they were about to go do a sacrifice because he had been taught about sacrifices. And he had participated mm -hmm. in sacrifices before. Mm -hmm. And so Isaac says, something here is missing. We got wood. We got fire. I, I get it. We're going to make a sacrifice. Yeah. But Isaac said, where's the sacrifice? Where's the sacrifice? Right. <laughs> right. Just, I want you to understand this. Isaac is clear. Mm -hmm. He's clear. Um, he says, and he calls it out. He says, where's the lamb that we will burn? Right. He knew what was going to happen to the sacrifice. He didn't think it was him. He, he, he didn't think it was him. <laughs> yeah. He said, where's the lamb mm -hmm. and that we're going to burn? He was very clear. And, and then verse 8 says here, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the sacrifice, my son. Mm -hmm. So both Abraham and his son went together to that place. When they came to the place where God told them to go, Abraham built an altar. He carefully laid the wood on the altar. Isaac's watching all of this, y'all. Mm -hmm. Then it goes on. Then he tied up Isaac, his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached for his knife to kill his son. Hmm. Y'all see that? Yeah. Now, what I want to point out here about Isaac is that, as I said earlier, he clearly understood what they were doing. And Isaac was extremely humble and submissive, even though he knows sacrifices get burned. Even though he got tied up. Now, get this. Abraham tied him to the wood on the altar. Abraham's over 100 years old, y'all. Remember, he had Isaac when he was 100. Okay. And Isaac is not giving him any issues about what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Demonstrating extreme humility, extreme submission. Extreme submission mm -hmm. to his aged father. Amen. That's the effort Isaac made. Humbled himself, submitted himself. Even to the point where he about to light me up or kill me. He was still submissive. Yeah. That's every effort. That's that's an effort. That's a narrow door. <laughs> that's a narrow door. Yeah, can you see yourself? Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh that's that's a narrow door. That's a narrow door. The third example I want to give you is Jacob's effort. Jesus named them. He said, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he named mm -hmm. the prophets. And well, we're going to just we're going to deal with these three. Jacob's effort. Genesis 32, 24 and 28, 24 to 28 says, Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not defeat him, he struck Jacob's hip socket as they wrestled and dislocated his hip. Okay, I, I just wanted you to get the picture here. And as we keep reading, things will clear up. And you might be familiar with the story already. So Jacob is Isaac's son, right? And mm -hmm. Jacob's wrestling with this man. And they're wrestling um, all night until daybreak. Yeah. And the man struck Jacob's hip socket and dislocated his hip. Mm -hmm. And look what verse 26 says here. Then he said to Jacob, 
let me go for it is daybreak. So now the man says to Jacob, okay, let's, the sun's coming up now. Let's, you know, let's stop this wrestling. Mm -hmm. Right. And look, and, and look what, 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 um, um, Jacob said, verse 27, I mean, a uh, verse, uh, 26, verse 26 continues. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Mm -hmm. All right. Now pause here for a second. Jacob at this point began to understood that he wasn't wrestling a man. Mm. Jacob began to understand that this wrestling match was spiritual. And in fact, he was wrestling God. We're going to hear him comment to that in a little bit. Jacob understand that. So now Jacob's response is, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold on to you until you bless me. That's what Jacob was saying to God. That's the every effort he's making. No, I'm not letting go until you bless me. Yeah. Then verse 27 says this. Uh, what is your name? The man asks. Jacob, he replied. Verse 28. Your name will no longer be Jacob, he said. It will be Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. All right. Mm -hmm. So here, understand this. <clears throat> Jacob's name, it means con man, slicker. And we see him doing that, well, the historical event. He, he, he got the blessing from Isaac, Isaac because he disguised himself as his twin brother Esau right. to trick his father into giving him the blessing that, that Isaac intended to go to Esau. But God intended for it to go to Jacob. Um, but anyway, so Jacob was a con man and a slicker. And the angel said, no, your name is going to be different now. In other words... You gonna change mm -hmm. after this wrestling match. Your character will be different. Yeah, your character will will mean that you struggled with God. That your character will reflect peace. Your character will you gonna be a different person mm -hmm. than you were before. Yeah, and so basically, Jacob was saying, "I'm not gonna let you go until you change me." Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, that 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 that's the end result. I'm going to hold on until I get a blessing from you that changes my character, mm -hmm. that changes who I am. Now, understand his hip is out of socket, so he's been physically changed already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he, yeah. he was he was strolling and strutting before they wrestled. After they strutted, he was limping and lagging. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and he had a physical change, but he wasn't. He was. He wanted a something deeper than that. He wanted a spiritual change. He wanted a change of character, and the angel changed his name, gave him, changed him, and thus changed his behavior. Mm -hmm. well, sometimes we need that physical change <laughs> to, to get us to the <laughs> to, spiritual. To change. get us to the spiritual, spiritual change. change. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, man. And so the angel blessed him and mm. changed his name and thus changed his character. Man. But Jacob says, I'm not letting go until you change me. Mm -hmm. Many of us call ourselves grabbing on the guy with our little pinky finger, our fingernail. And we're not looking for change. We just, <laughs> we just want to say, I touched him with my nail not looking to change. 
just want us to keep doing the same old thing we're doing. Keep living the same old way we're living. But not Jacob. Jacob says, no, I'm not letting go until you change me, until you bless me. And God did that. He changed him, changed his name, changed his character. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. God the Father has sent Jesus Christ. That's right. When they say he's just a man and he or he never existed, all those myths out there about Christ, could it be that the fact we haven't lived as one is part of the reason that they don't see Jesus as being sent by God? Thank you for listening.